Hello, my name is Chris Penwell and welcome to Let's Speak Geek, a nerdy podcast about geeky things. Today I have with me Ara Andonian, a well-established and reality TV-obsessed radio host from Kelowna's 103.1 Beach Radio. How are you today? Doing well, man, given the circumstances. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, just chilling out um, as this whole thing is going around and... You know, just uh, trying to make good use of my time, and uh, this is uh, this is one of them. You know, <laughs> no, for sure, it's uh, interesting times we're living in, and hopefully, uh, you know, uh, the kids and their grandkids and whatnot will look back and go, "Well, that was a weird time you guys had to deal with," and hopefully, they hope oh, you know, hopefully they don't have to deal with it. You know, yeah, hopefully it doesn't happen again uh, for a long time, anyway. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. It's. Uh, Pretty strange when you uh, you know you, you go to work and then you come home or you grab a couple groceries and you lock yourself in and then you go play outside if you have an outside to play. And other than that, it's uh, it's gotta be driving some people batty. We're lucky because yeah, you know we have a bit of a backyard. The we have small kids, so we can just go and get some fresh air. And we, it is what it is, you know. Can't imagine being in an apartment building right now. Well, no, not at all. That would. Just, <laughs> what do you do? You must just at least we can go for walks. You know, at least you can get out. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so we hope this can be a distraction to you uh, while all this is going down, and we'd love to talk some geeky stuff. Is that right? Yeah, hundred million percent geeky stuff, nerdy stuff. I'm in, man. Fantastic. Um, so I guess just introduce yourself to everyone who's listening. My name's Ara, and uh, you know I've always been a kind of guy who's into entertainment and movies and music and everything like that attracted me uh, to the entertainment game and um, you know ever since going to school and even before that my dad was uh, he had a he had a radio show on one of these public access stations. in Richmond right uh, yeah uh, he had an Armenian show he did, he did the Armenian radio hour there was it's still actually going right now oh cool uh, yeah there's a station out there um, and anyway, one hour a week, he would just kind of go and play some music and talk about the politics of the cities and the country and all that. And then I would I would go and intro the show, and it was so much fun. So That's I was awesome. a little five-year-old kid that would get like three seconds of shine, and then I would <laughs> kind of just watch him do his thing. So it was pretty cool. And then from there yeah. in high school, they got me to read the announcements during recess or uh, lunch hour and after school. And I'm like, you know, well, uh, there might be something here. So I got involved in drama. And then I was like, I got to get into arts. I have to do something. So, yeah, it was fun. So it's always been a part of your life, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess what got you into the gig like with, with radio? How did you become a, uh, a host? Well, I uh, after high school, I was like, I don't know what, what, what to do. How do we do this? I mean, uh, it was either be a, try to be an actor or it was let's go and see if this media thing has wings, so I went to uh, I went to apply to BCIT, and they said no the first time, and I was like crushed. So what do you mean no? They said, "Wow, you're <laughs> you're too young to get in the game, man. You got to get some life experience." I was like, "Whatever, 17, right out of high school." So I said, "Okay." So then that year, I did uh, a whole bunch of schooling at three different institutions, including night school at BCIT, to kind of prove to them, "Oh yeah." So then I went back the next year, and they said, <laughs> "Wow." You went to Fraser Valley College, that's what it was called at the time, and you did media studies there, and then you upgraded your class, couple classes in high school, because my dad wasn't cool with C-pluses. I was like, you got to get A's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So and then I went to BCFT night school for radio, and they went, okay, you're in. I said, well, we're, that's it? They said, no, there's no interview needed. 
so that was cool because I proved to them that, you know, okay, I'm a young kid, sure, but I know what I want to do. That's awesome. And uh, do you think um, getting into radio is a bit easier nowadays because of podcasts and how uh, accessible it is to create them? I don't know about easier, but there are tons and tons of opportunities, especially in the smaller stations to get your start and with podcasting. And now the, the BCIT radio program I went up in, uh, when I was going in it, you were either specializing in one of three things, radio, television, or journalism and doing a bit of both uh, and, and potentially print at the time. And then now it's open to, like I said, there's people that just want to do podcasting. There's some people that were in there. I talk to the kids uh, every couple of years in the classes there. And, you know, some of them are just wanted to be in, in podcasting, which is incredible. And some of them want to just be producers and others just want to do stand up. And it's, it's interesting because it's opened up to be this radio arts as opposed to just the radio broadcasting communications program. So it really opens you up to do a bunch of different things, you know, like uh, maybe you want to be PR for a, a band or maybe you want to, you know, that kind right. of stuff. So it lets you kind of get in to do any, any number. Of uh, why are you interested in uh, reality TV shows and stuff like that? What, what, what's so compelling about them? Well, there was. I remember there was a story, and it would have been probably 1999 at some point. I remember it came over the wire. Back in the day, you would get all your stories from a wire service. It was basically like it looked like a printer, and just news would just come over it, and then you could tear off the story, and if you missed it, you can go back to it and reprint it. And there was a story that came over the entertainment feed that said there's this really cool show they're thinking of doing where they're throwing all these people on an island and they have to basically, you know, uh, vote each other out and survive and whatnot. And then the winner gets a million bucks. And I thought, what is this? It sounded really interesting. So I started to watch Survivor 20 years ago. And there had been a couple of shows before that and whatnot, but that was the one that really kickstarted everything into high gear. And it's funny because I've been able to talk to plenty of people on that show through interviews that I do on, you know, the various stations that I've worked for. And then a couple of years ago, I got to actually talk to Jeff Probst, who's obviously the host of Survivor. And that was like one of those moments of, wow, man, it's come full circle. Like I've worked really hard to, you know, get into this and then watch these shows and find out the inner workings of them, become friends with people who've played. And now been able to talk to not only the host of the show but one of the guys who produces it and pick his brain on a bunch of things and it's been really really cool so that show really did it for me and in the early going it was survivor and just seeing it's like human chess because you say for instance okay well chris and i are on a team aka an alliance well what about jane over there okay well jane and i'll work together to maybe get chris out but chris is upset and he doesn't know but it's the name of the game like it's just <laughs> wild how every week it just kind of changes and you're trying to get that prize to better your life you know what i mean and right. the game has evolved so much but there was that show and then there was amazing race and then there was the mole i don't know if you remember the mole but it was actually hosted by anderson cooper hosted the show before he was like a a cnn uh interesting really? oh yeah oh yeah oh. he was he was a host of a reality show called the mole and it was so funny that uh you know it was basically like you had to figure out who was the the rat let's say and who's sabotaging things on purpose in the game, but they've been told, for instance, you have to do this to wreck things. You know what I mean? That was the every <laughs> that weekend. Sounds intriguing. Oh yeah, if you go back and find old episodes, it was pretty rad. So those were the three shows that 
really, really did it for me. And then a lot of things have come since then in the last 20 years. And there's one I actually started watching two, three days ago, and it's called uh, Too Hot to Handle. You heard about this one? Yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> it's su- but it's such an incredible twist on reality shows because how many times are they going to put a bunch of singles on an island? And, you, you know, if you survive, then you win the money at the end. And da da da. This way, though, they've said, sure, we're going to put a bunch of good looking people on an island and there's challenges or whatever and there's things you have to do. But guess what? Anytime anybody makes out or has any kind of physical contact, Money from the grand pot gets deducted. What a smart idea. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's ingenious. So from the beginnings of Survivor to this, I mean, it's 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 come a long way. Um. So just to go back to radio. Yeah. Um. You've probably been asked this a lot, but in the world of the internet and cable TV struggling, why do you think radio has prevailed? Radio has really won for the last like 80 plus years or more yeah i mean it's really been a winner because of the fact that it's one-to-one communication most times you can get a story online sure but is there context well if you want to dig deep and who's got a lot of time for that uh tv most times it's only on certain news is only on certain times of the day Catch it at noon, catch it at five, catch it at eleven. Unless you're on a channel where it's a it's a news wheel and it keeps going, and that's fine. You can get your information there. But radio has really worked in the one-to-one communication of somebody can call in and you can have a conversation and you can talk about what's going on in the day, what's going on in your life, what's going on in their lives, and it's like it is is a medium where people take you with them where they go. Right. So everything that has happened, whether it's been Oh, CDs are coming along in the cars, and no one's going to listen to radio anymore. Oh, well, satellites coming, and, uh, and like Sirius and what, and no one's going to listen to radio anymore. Oh, there's podcasting now. No one's going to listen to radio anymore. Radio has prevailed and is still strong because of that fact that it's uh, you know it's that one-on-one connection that people can get involved with and get it and and have a connection to, and they feel listeners like they're a part of your day, and they are, and they're a part of our day, and it's really awesome. That's why after the show, most broadcasters will feel like "Ah, I'm exhausted because you've given so much to that small window of time to try to get people off on the right foot and you hope that they got a bit of entertainment a bit of education a bit of information uh, you know a couple of laughs rolled there especially with my you know when I'm on I try to make sure people at least will have a poking fun at me moment later or talk in the water (laughs) or roll their eyes and go did you hear what that weirdo Ara said you know that kind of thing and Toby and I my (laughs) co-host right now we have a really good chemistry and come from two totally different worlds, but you put us on and it just totally works and it's so much fun. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that chemistry is so important in uh, radio and podcasting. Totally. You know, and who knows what the next step is going to be? What's what's the next step? Is it going to be Zoom casting? I mean, people are Zooming now because that's the next thing to do with video conferencing and video chatting and all that. Is that going to be... Something that just evolved. What's going to evolve or next? Twitch? Nobody knows. Uh, or like live streaming to Twitch yeah. or something. I oh, know yeah. a lot of podcasts go that way and they totally. have a community uh, on there. Um, it's pretty yeah. wild. Uh, have you seen someone on the street and then they recognized you and they say, hi, how's how's it going? <laughs> you get that all the time, especially in the um, in the smaller markets. It's kind of interesting when, when you're in the – when I've worked in a handful of uh, larger markets, metro markets um, – it's interesting because you can still 
walk about your day and whatnot in most areas, and you know most people might not know who you are or whatnot. But if you're in a smaller city or you're in a medium-sized city and you start talking or you ask a question at the grocery store or you whatever, yeah, people are definitely gonna you know know who you are. My co-host was on TV for 20 years, so people recognize right. her by face. More people recognize me by voice. But it's interesting because they're like, "You sound like you're on the radio," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm that guy." And that's all I usually say because it's kind of fun. After been doing it for 25 years, I mean, you get it, and it's fun. But you always, especially with me, I can't speak for everybody, but with me, I always feel like, thank you, like for still listening or for making me a part of you. You have a million choices. You have a million choices of different yeah. things that can consume your day or your morning or whatever. But for them to be able to come up and want to be, you know, saying, hey. I, Thank you for being on the radio. I, I take you with me where I go, or we listen to you at the office or in the car or at home for people who are staying at home. And all. It's, it's cool to hear because in this day and age when you can you know, have a million different things to do and, and see and listen to and take in, it's cool that they're still choosing us, you know? Exactly, yeah. And um, I, I think that one-to-one -one interaction is really cool. <laughs> totally, you know? That, that's what's helped radio uh, survive and excel. Right. Um, so do you think social media has been implemented a lot into radio shows recently? 100 million percent. I mean, yeah. we've been friends on Facebook for a long time. And um, the people that I know that started back in 2007, I know there were a couple that got on earlier that I know of, but that's only because it was only open to college and university students at hmm. the time. It was a, hey, let's get connected through classes that's how it started but i remember when i was able to get on into and there was a, i think there was a waiting list at the beginning i remember because i wanted to use this medium to my advantage and at first there were a lot of um people that were like oh well you shouldn't do that at work and blah 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 and i fought back and said no this is complementing what we're doing at work and helping other listeners who may only be on this new fandangled thing turn them back into oh where can we hear your stuff so wow. i would post everything on facebook like everything i was that's I was, really forward thinking oh My man <laughs> I, I mean i never you didn't know if it was going to work or not or it was yeah. gonna be popular because before i mean before facebook there was myspace and that was only around for so long yeah you know what i mean so that's why I, I was using it for everything and back then before the algorithms you know started messing with the system everything you posted was seen by everyone on your friends list so there was a time, if you remember, when you wanted as many friends as you could to be on your Facebook page before the bots and all the fake profiles and all that so that everybody could hear your message. And by hear your message, I mean, here's something about my life or that I'm going to do on the show or that I did. Here's an interview. Have a listen. You know, I used it and we still do today. Now it's a part of your job. Before it was like, get off that Facebook thing. Now it's like, well, you better be posting. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's a big thing for journalists as well. They always have to be connected. <laughs> yeah. I use Facebook uh, and I use Facebook, Twitter and Instagram mostly. I mean, there's other ones that we'll use, but those are the TikTok? three that I use. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm not, I'm not on TikTok yet. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok yet. It is pretty funny. I've seen some TikTok things. Maybe we'll do it for fun. I know uh, my co-host's daughter, she's on that a lot. And a lot of it is um, not lip syncing, but what is it? Like you're just kind of... Uh, you're kind of miming along with a lot of the pre-produced stuff that's already out there and populated, right. but yeah. So, but I haven't, I haven't dabbled in that yet, but yeah. 
So has um, COVID-19 affected any part of your process? Do you work from home with a sick rig or something like that? Or? I wish. I wish they set me up with a home rig. That'd be awesome. I'd be like, all right, well, uh, you know, see you when I come in once in a blue moon. No. Uh, for right now, a lot of the office, like many offices everywhere around the world, is um, a lot of people are working from home. I'm still fortunate enough to be working at work. And right. we're Toby and I are far enough apart across from each other in the control room which is massive that we're fine you know what I mean mm -hmm. but uh, right now they have the technology so they may come to that down the line but for right now uh, we're still uh, us two are at work but the majority of the people in the building are working from home yeah so what did you think about uh, Big Brother Canada when, when it was cancelled over COVID-19 what, oh, what did you think of that moment that's a, that's a shot to the heart right there man that yeah. was, uh, I know they had to do it for the right reasons <laughs> Um, there are definitely people on that season uh, that live in the Thompson Okanagan area, that live in Kamloops, that live in Kelowna. That mm -hmm. you know, I've chatted with either on the on the you know, hey, let's talk when this whole thing is over, or hey, let's do an interview, blah blah blah. And I mean, we've had it was only one interview the whole season because otherwise people self evicted or this whole thing happened. But uh, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's one of my favorite shows, and they had to do the right thing and. And shut her down because of an order in the province of Ontario, but Go it was—it's just tough to. You work so hard to get on a show like that, and the last winner, Dane, he and I are buddies, and he lives in Kelowna, and he, Kelowna kid won the whole show last season, and huh. you know to be able to work so hard to be on a show, and then all of a sudden your opportunity gets taken away from you. Tell you this much. If they did reboot it, whenever it's going to be, and they went to like, they're not going to bring the same cast members back in. Oh, start, really? They wouldn't start it. Up. I don't think they would start it up from where it was because everyone's been out of the house now. They've had opportunity to mingle with each other and talk to each other, and then yeah, know, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, then so and so will have an alliance with such and such. They've got to start fresh, which really, really, really sucks in that aspect for them because I know they all worked very hard to get in there, and uh, it just is what it is with this season. But it's funny though; I have not seen or heard a cancellation uh, announcement for Big Brother US. Strange. So that's supposed to start June, July. I don't know if they're still thinking of going ahead with it. So I guess we'll have to see. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. What are the contestants like when being interviewed? Uh, have you had any crazy encounters with them? Uh <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a big family. They that whole with Big Brother and Survivor, at least they 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 cross into each other. So a lot of Survivor people. You know, they'll come and hang with Big Brother people or vice versa, Big Brother huh. Canada people as well. So there's a lot of cool stories and whatnot. To be able to get into that group, it's kind of interesting to, you know, chat with them and find out about their lives. But I'm the kind of guy who I'll try to leave them alone a lot. I don't try to, you know, hey, guy from four seasons ago, <laughs> let's hang out. And it's like I try not to be that dude, you know, but I'll have interviews for sure. But. Unless they're going to say, hey, let's go and have a bite or let's go whatever. I'm not going to try to jump in on that world. You know what I mean? People are busy. People have lives. But they all hang out with each other, which I think is really cool because the community as a whole, I mean, they're pretty tight, most of them. And it, there's not that many people, considering how many people are in the world, that have gotten an opportunity to play this game. So they know what each other has gone through. They know what it takes. They know what havoc it wreaks mentally, physically, emotionally being. Yeah on the show and then being out of the game as well so you try to you know you try to give them 
space. They're normal human beings, but obviously when you first see them or you talk to them, you're like, what up, man? Because you're excited because you're a super fan of the show like me. But, uh, yeah, Dane and I have been at a couple of different events together, me with the radio, him just, you know, representing with um, his brand of Dane at different things, whether it was a wrestling fundraiser or, uh, you know, different things like that. So it's, it's fun seeing, you know, the uh, former reality show people uh, out and about and doing things and whatnot. Some of them are currently working, too, in media and doing stuff. And it's always fun to pick their brains and, and see what was it really like in there? What happened between so-and-so and such and such? Like, you can't help but ask that stuff, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super compelling <laughs> that whole idea of the show, right? It started in the UK and it was brought over to Canada yeah. and the US. Um, yeah. I, I, it's just a awesome experiment. It's cool. <laughs> and with the amazing race, it's like I made a lifelong friend off that show. I've been hanging with him in LA when I go and hang out over the last huh. number of years. And he came to Vancouver and we, you know, we hung out a little bit and you know, he was the guy that actually uh, said to, when I come to L.A., he goes, look me up. You know, I'll, I'll have to out on a date for us plan. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I don't know if you heard the story before. Stop me if you have. But uh, anyway, I called his bluff one day. I'm like, yeah, I'm in L.A. He's like, okay, I'll come get you in a couple of days. So he did. And then we were hanging out, got some food. Next thing I know, he's driving and driving and driving. Where the heck are we going? He's not saying anything. <laughs> like, okay, this is fun. What the hell's happening here? What am I got myself into? And then all of a sudden he pulls up and it's the Playboy Mansion whoa <laughs> so we went inside and we literally had dinner with Hugh Hefner his three girlfriends at the time that he was living with for the uh, Girls Next Door show and all that and so it's like you know and just for meeting a guy who was in a reality show so a lot of times these things just kind of happen unexpectedly and you just roll with it buddy you know what I mean so it was pretty fun and he's uh, he's a filmmaker Jonathan Baker good guy oh. And he was on Amazing Race. Uh, some people feel some type of way about him and others feel another kind of way. But, you know, it's like you meet these guys or you meet a guy from Survivor like Johnny Fairplay. And, you know, we might not talk every day, but once every couple times a year he'll message, hey, what's up? Da, da, da. I got this project. Hey, this, this. Hey, can you do a theme song for this guy's entrance music? He's a wrestler. Yeah, sure. So it's just keep connections like that and you never know what happens. But without being in this medium, really hard to kind of, reach out and just say, hey, what's up? Easier now. You need to connect. With, yeah. yeah. It's easier now with podcasting if you have a platform like you do to reach out to different people. You never know who you'll get. So I would I would ask exactly. everyone and anyone and just, you know, take your shot and see who who's available. That's the coolest part about podcasting and, and all that and, and radio as well to try to, you know, go directly to the person instead of going through 17 agents. Yeah, part of the reason why I started this podcast is to tell stories. You know, yeah. have, have people come on, tell uh, people what what their story is like, what their life is like, things like that, and that can be super compelling. Um, that's something I learned from university. You know, they just the best stories out there are personal. Totally, and it's just cool when you get past all the stuff that they normally get asked, and then you just start asking, you know, fun questions people weren't thinking about, and and that's that's kind of what has helped me throughout my career you know you go and interview somebody from a reality show and then two years later you're, you're interviewing the prime minister like it's really neat to be able to do things like that and people trust you enough to be like well let this guy talk to him because we know what he's done you know it's kind of cool yeah what was that like like were you like super nervous before well i was nervous i was I, I was nervous when the 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 secret service type people come and show up and they, <laughs> they well no it's a true story in vancouver they check the room they check the whole building for everything they bring the dogs in to sniff for stuff and whatever then they have all their own wow. kind of muscle in and around the room and then they have their own 
videographer and audio person to tape the interview so that you can't take a clip out of context, like everything that I would expect. And then all of a sudden comes in the prime minister and he's like, hey, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? And I'm like, (laughs) this is out of a movie. This is pretty crazy. So it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, about three, I guess, about three years ago or so now in Vancouver. And it was it was pretty fun. And then after we were done, he's like, so uh, you want me to do any like radio ID station identification stuff? And I'm like, this is Justin Trudeau just talking to me about it. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Like, What's going on? What bizarre world am I living in? But it's neat because you have interviews of that caliber and then you have an interview with you know whoever from down the street that's doing a cool event you got to treat it the same way you got to treat it exactly. like you know hey this is the and it because it's, it's up to you to get some really cool stuff out of the interview otherwise stuff just kind of falls flat and i'm not about to let that happen exactly and i think that's the i've been told multiple times i have good interviewing skills so i'm able to think outside the box and uh I don't know, yeah, it's just, I find interviews way better when you think of personal stories that um, can connect with someone and something just out of the blue rather than just the standard uh, press questions, you know? Totally, totally. Uh, Let's get get to the geeky stuff. Let's do this. Let's go. Uh, So what are your favorite movies? Man, I love uh, I love all the Marvel movies. I mean, I'm yeah, a dude. huge fan. The only ones I haven't seen because we were having kids at the time was uh, I didn't get to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. And there was one other in that whole series of uh, the MCU, like the, you know, I will say that in air quotes, the recent movies. But most of the other ones I got to see and it was awesome. I love all the, uh, I don't know, some people don't like them, but I really enjoyed the Transformers movies. I thought they were pretty rad. Um I also really, really love and I'm heavily invested in The Walking Dead, that whole series. Mm. Uh, I read the books up until maybe chapter 17 or 18, and then I was like, you know what? It's getting too much ahead. I'm, I just want to watch it and see how it plays out. So I'm a big fan of that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've been action figures and whatnot I've collected for a long time as well. And it's funny because you make, you know, like you said, connections in the business friend of yours who's working at a movie production house will be like, hey, what do you think of these action figures that aren't out yet? And I'm like, I'm, oh, okay. I'm a five-year-old <laughs> kid again. You sent, me, you sent me what? You sent me a prototype? Like, it's pretty cool. So when that kind of stuff happens, you just, uh, you're thankful and you remember that, you know, you're still that kid who uh, is waiting for that Saturday morning cartoon to come on, you know? Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what about the Transformers movies do you like? Because like you said, it's pretty controversial. <laughs> I mean, I just I just like seeing those figures and machines, the robots kind of come to life. I loved how, mm. especially in the first couple, it wasn't just three seconds and they transformed. You would actually see meticulously in detail how all of a sudden the Transformer turned into, you know, Optimus Prime turns into the semi or how... You know, Bumblebee does his thing or whatever it was. Yes, it's a little campy. Yes, they play it up for kids. And, I mean, it is what it is. And Michael Bay is Michael Bay. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I thought it was just kind of neat to see something that I've I've been such a big fan of the toys for so many years. Then to be able to see that on the big screen, I was like, let's go. Same thing with, like, the Ninja Turtle movies, either the old ones yeah. and the new ones. It was just, to me, it was cool to see because it was a lot darker before. But it's just, you know, I like it. And plus... You know, being a fan of voice work and doing some voice work and all that kind of stuff, too. Uh, it's neat to see how the actors can bring the characters to life, you know? 
and that's the dream, you know, seeing something you grew up with realized in <laughs> live action. You know, yeah. um, I remember when De- Detective Pikachu came out, I was losing my mind. <laughs> right. Like there's a lot of people that were into that. Like there's a ton of people who are into Power Rangers. Now, I never yeah. had those toys because that's too young for me. But I did see the movie and I thought it was great because yeah, me too. Uh, it was they did a really good job of it. And the funny thing is. Um, one of the power, one of the power rangers in the movie, um, Ludi Lin was in the movie, and he's yeah. been in a couple things. He was also in Aquaman and a couple other projects, and you know, it just became a conne- again a connections man. This this should be hashtag connections honestly because <laughs> a friend who is his rep who is friends with a lifelong friend of mine was like, hey, you want to interview this guy? I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah, which I think it was um, it was either the red or the black power ranger. I can't remember which. I think it was the black one. But yeah. he, um, it was wild because I'm like, you know, you, you get to cut through all the middlemen and all the agents and whatnot. And he's like, yeah, let's talk and let's chat. So we had a fantastic interview. And he's just a regular dude. And he told me his story how, you know, he was in, um, I believe he said mainland, mainland China. And then he, they came over here. And just like, you know, his mom, and he told him the story. Mom's like, you know, okay, you're doing this acting thing, cool, but when are you gonna get a real job? Like, it's still like <laughs> that whole that whole old school parent thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty funny. Like, we just had a great time talking, and again, being able to see the movie, see him, and then he sent me one of his um, action figures signed in a box and whatnot. And I didn't ask, That's but amazing. it's really cool to have. And so those those kind of things. That's why I love what I do, just because you get to really talk to people, and then you know. He's like, oh, I'm going to be in this movie. I can't tell you what it is, but it's coming out next year, so we'll talk again. He ends up being in Aquaman. You know, like, that's a pretty big deal. So it's kind of neat. So make those connections, everyone. Yeah, you have to. Just (laughs) talk to to everyone and anyone. Like, you just heard the story last week where there were some film students, I believe, somewhere in Ontario, and they needed somebody to voice their documentary, and they reached out. And let's just message Ryan Reynolds to see what he says. And he, mm-hmm. he DM'd them back and said, sure, I'll do it. What are the lines? Holy shit. <laughs> you got to look that story up. True story. Literally two weeks ago, it came out, and then he, we, uh, I heard the clip, and it was really cool. And, I mean, he just wanted to help. So if you ask, you don't get anything if you don't ask or you don't at least try to look and dig into it, man. The worst thing they'll say is no. That's it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So... I'm trying to remember who said no. There was one person really big time that was supposed to happen, and they canceled the interview and said no. And then when their career started going, then they reached out, and I was like, ah, you know, it's I, I'll get my, uh, <laughs> I'll get I'll get my uh, my assistant to, uh, you know, I made it up because I was like, no, I tried to get you like three times and you kept playing me off, and then I'm like, nope, too too bad, so sad. So it was pretty funny. I can't remember. Who, I was trying to remember who it was. Uh, I'll think of it'll come to me anyway. So you said you're more of a Marvel guy, right? So, yeah. Uh, so what do you think about DC? I think DC is finally coming along. They've had a lot of uh, missteps along the way. Although yes. in the in the early <laughs> '90s, like I really enjoyed the Batman movies from DC and all that in the in the early '90s. I thought they were great. But I mean, a lot of the DC movies that have come out just really haven't hit, you know? But, I mean, a couple of them have. Like, I didn't mind Suicide Squad. A lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was fine. I didn't see the Harley Quinn movie. I have not seen that yet. Uh, I love that. I haven't seen it. (laughs) Right? But it's like, 
I don't know. I just there's something about the writing and the caliber of talent and whatnot. But I know that the Suicide Suicide Squad reboot, James Gunn, right? Yeah. So he's gonna do Suicide Squad for DC, and he's doing the um. Uh, what Guys, is the guy the, see Volume Three? Yes, Guardians. So it's funny because you got one guy now doing the uh, DC and a Marvel movie at the same time, and he came out two days ago and said, "Oh, well, we're, we finished filming, so." We're just in post-production, so they will be coming out this year. I don't know how it will be consumed. Will it be VOD? Will it be in theaters? Whatever. But, mm. I mean, it's interesting because, like, you have to get the talented directors who have not been in the field before, like a Taika Waititi or those kind of guys. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but you got to get these guys who've worked on all of a sudden. You know, they've done their own movies, and then he comes out and works on Thor, and you're like, oh, my God, Ragnarok was insane. You know, because it had this guy with a fresh twist on it. And he's the guy that did this crazy, like, Dracula movie uh, a few years ago or whatever. Uh, something in the shadows. And it was... A, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you have to see it. It's... um, it, Just Google it. It's called uh, What We Hear in the Shadows or What We Do in the... Something like that. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a fake reality show about vampires. Oh. So he's living, with a bunch of, he's living with a bunch of vampires... And they're filming a reality show. That's the premise of it. And it's <laughs> what we do in the shadows. It's incredible. So people saw that. Somebody at Marvel went, we got to get this guy to do Thor. And he's like, uh, okay. So he's been involved in a bunch of stuff too. And it's just really cool to see that they're giving other people shots, you know? I think I think it's cool because uh, with every comic, for example, every character has their own unique spin or twist or style. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of being reflected with, with the directors. And I think DC is kind of missing that. They're, they're going for like a serious kind of tone with every single hero they have. Uh, and now they're and now they're slowly peeling it back now with Shazam, uh, Joker, and um, there. Uh, that's Wonder the Woman. one. Yeah, I thought Joker was very very well done. Although I'll be honest, I'll never watch it again because yeah. it was so dark. I just went. <laughs> I don't want to be depressed again. For I mean, it was Especially very now. very well done. But yeah, I just it's a movie where to me. I can't watch it again. I, I, I'm not the guy that's like, boy, I want that in my collection. It's like, why? It was fantastic. The acting was superb. The writing was great. The the way they produced it, it was incredible. I, again, I liked Aquaman as well, but a lot of people didn't. So there are some, you know, there's some steps that they've done that I thought were okay. But I mean, Joker was a, was a masterpiece. But it's so dark. It's just, I, I'm, mm. I mean, you know, it's heavy, man. You gotta you gotta like sleep for four days after watching that movie. You know. Exactly, yeah, but I think that's where Joker kind of succeeds with the dark stuff. Yeah. Now we've seen The Dark Knight Rises. That was that was fantastic. Yeah. Oh no, it's just The Dark Knight. Dark Knight, right? The second in the Nolan trilogy. Um, who, who do you think is a better Joker, actually? Oh, between who? Uh, between the Dark Knight jo- Joker and the Joker from the most recent movie. That's a, such a hard question to ask. You turn it. <laughs> You want to ask me Joaquin Phoenix versus um, Heath, Heath Ledger? Ledger. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. They are both masters in their own respect. I don't even think that Heath I, I think that um, Joaquin Phoenix would bow out of that conversation because he respects Heath Ledger so much, rest in peace. Right. That, uh, you know, they both played it so well in their own ways, and they did it so differently that I respect it so much because Joaquin Phoenix didn't try to duplicate what Heath Ledger had done. Yeah, he tried to go his own lane, and he was successful. And even with the minor tweaks to the look and everything else and whatnot, they still uh, the look, the sound, and everything else. And you know, it's uh, it's wild character character acting, man. You know, 
it's fantastic. Like he even broke his leg over it or something, like intentionally. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. No, no, he broke his leg as he was filming a scene, uh, just to create like a more impactful um, effect. <laughs> but when he was walking or limping like that, really? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. That's pretty wild. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's. I mean, the scene with Robert De Niro. I'm like, I just like oh, it, that. Sh- that should have won all the awards. It won a bunch, but you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that was a that was a really stacked year, I think, yeah. for for film. So, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Any anything else that's geeky? Um, you know, I know there's gonna be another transformers movie i'm mm. not sure i can't remember who's directing it but i've heard word of that and i heard it's it's supposed to be pretty uh a completely different direction not as like you know kitty jokey if you want you know what i mean right so there's that there was something else coming out too that was supposed to be pretty wild i think there's going to be a walking dead movie happening Ooh. So some of the characters will return and some new ones are supposed to come into place that have not been shown yet. And when that happens, I hope they have the flexibility to really go deep that you can only go so far on the TV show. I'm also excited to see what is going to happen now that this whole series of Marvel superhero movies, like the stories are done. So they have to, you know, they have to bring some new ones or do some prequels or whatever. And I know that, um, uh, they're even trying to go further with Deadpool, and there might be a. I heard there might be a Thor Deadpool crossover, and that would be that would incredible. be amazing. Yeah, I don't know what they're calling it, but I heard because uh, you know uh, Deadpool's super hyper, and Thor's kind of like this, trying to be this laid back dude as much as he can. But um, I wonder what that's going to be like. I think that would be really, really wild. I know that there's a Hulk, another Hulk buddy movie coming soon because. Um, What's his face, Hulk? What's his name? Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo was talking about uh, they're going to do at least a standalone Hulk movie and they're going to do another Hulk buddy movie. But uh, I, I, the Thor and uh, uh, Deadpool one I think would be super rad. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Fantastic Four would be like. Man, they've and screwed the, that up so many times. Yeah, but I think with Marvel, I, I think they'll fix it. And they've been saying that John Krasinski... Uh, will be Miss Fantastic and um, yeah, and his wife uh, Emily. Oh, what's her name? Emily Blunt. Em- no. Emily Blunt, yeah, will play uh, Sue Storm. Oh, wow. so I've been talking about that. And John Krasinski during some good news, he winked at the camera when he talked about like being a superhero or something. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I mean, at least I don't know what they're gonna do because they've spent so much time investing in these characters now, and to be like, okay, well, that's it, for Iron Man, Superman. I mean, you can't just. You can't. So they gotta they gotta figure something yeah. out. Maybe just go into like they said, like the multiverse or another era of something or whatever, and make it happen. I think they're gonna toy around with the multiverse. I think Sony's uh, the rumors are saying that um, this Tom Holland Spider Man is gonna appear in Venom too, and that doesn't make sense because they're in different universes. That's right? the so thing. I think the, all those Sony films, Morbius. Uh, into the Spider-Verse, even the animated one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Venom and the current Spider-Man MCU films, they're all going to mesh together somehow. I, I think that that's my theory. It'd be, it's my it'd, crazy theory. It'd be, it'd be fun to see for sure, man. Um, I'm just trying to figure out, there was one other piece of news I had that was pretty big. 
what was his name now? And I know that the guy who's in Kim Convenience is going to be starring. Yes. Yeah. He's in he's Shang-Chi. Yes. That movie. I saw um, a little bit of a, uh, not a sneak peek, but a little bit of a, I don't know if it was a storyboard or what the pr- proper terminology is, but huh. I, I saw a couple of um, projections, I'll just call them, about what it's supposed to be. And uh, it looks super rad. It could just be rumor, I don't know, but I did read some stuff about that, and it looks like insane. Yeah, a martial arts movie, I'm in. <laughs> you know, I'm super excited, and there's references back to even the original Iron Man, which is crazy. Here's a question: Who's going to play She-Hulk in the series that they're putting on Disney Plus? Oh. Because they have to find somebody that's going to be really badass. I don't know who it's going to be, but that was another question I was hoping I could get answered to. Because there's so many things that they said, okay, well, we're doing a Doctor Strange series, or we're doing this, or we're doing that. Right. Um, and She-Hulk's coming, too. Yeah. Oh, I haven't really thought about this question. Who, who, who do you think would be the best? You know what? I think they have to have, like, Ronda Rousey. Do Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in for that, actually. Or somebody who's in WWE right now, like somebody like Becky yeah. Lynch or one of those people that can just kind of come in and just... They, know, they have to ass. give the sass, though. Yeah, yeah, they have to give the sass somehow, so... Yeah. So... Or maybe they could go crazy and have Asuka as um, She-Hulk. Who? A- Asuka. Oh, Asuka, yes. Asuka, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she'd be awesome. She's pretty funny, man. She's got some, yeah. you know... So, reminds me of Mr. Fuji back in the early wrestling days because she's spitting that green mm-hmm. stuff out of people now. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, speaking yeah, of that, real quick, rad. real quick, man, I've been a monstrous, huge, 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 huge wrestling fan for a million years. So, uh, I mean, it's always cool to see The Rock do his thing in movies. Rock is actually, who's he playing? Rock is playing Black Adam pretty soon. So that's yes, he be is. Too. But it'd be cool to see more of these, like the, the wrestlers with personality. Give them a shot to do some superhero stuff because they've already got the shtick down. There's a bunch of them in there that are really, really good given the chance. And they could they could do a, a fantastic job. Like you put AJ Styles in a role as somebody or you put, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan. Who knows if they want to do it. But these are guys who could totally, you know, just jump in and do some fun stuff. I don't know what characters right. would be. But, yeah, uh, Black Adam, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do with that. And I I know you're a Walking Dead fan now. Yeah. I think you should look out for The Last of Us HBO show. What's it called? The Last of Us. It's based on a 2013 video game, and it's super well-praised. It has a fascinating story behind it. It's another zombie uh, series, but I think this one will stand out. And it's on what? It's going to be on HBO. HBO, okay. HBO Max, yeah. the new one? Uh, Yes, most likely, but it will be on the HBO channel as okay. well. Yeah. And I also really, really enjoyed the books of Preacher, and I enjoyed the series. Yeah, I enjoyed the series a lot. But I got to be honest, when Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg, I think when they took over directing and all of a sudden it just went to like just weird levels of there's no way you could suspend your reality to believe what they were trying to do. I don't know if they were <laughs> intentionally trying to bury it into the ground, but uh, the first three seasons of that show were phenomenal the characters were incredible when they brought it to tv on preacher but then the last couple seasons i was like i don't know what the hell's going on i'll just stomach through it to get through it it's like gotham the last couple seasons i was like i'm sorry i just can't but the first few seasons i thought were fantastic and the guy that played joker no the guy that played penguin on gotham what an incredible actor Mm. 
Have you I, seen? I, I still need to catch up on my TV series. Oh, so man. That's something I'm really bad at. It was very, um, very well done, and the guy that played Penguin deserved an Emmy. He was so, 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 so good. So, Also, um, my co-host on another podcast I do called Go Beyond. Um, okay. uh, it's an animation podcast, and um, he asked me to recommend you this. It's called My Hero Academia. And have you heard about this? What is it? My Hero Academia. No. So if you love Marvel films and DC films, I think you might dig this, actually. It's a it's an animated series, and um, it has a fascinating world based on heroes that is uh, very unique. Okay. And uh, I love all the characters. Um, it's very funny. It's zany. And uh, I think you might dig it. Can you send me a link to that when we're done? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I can send you a link. But yeah, always, always just looking forward to everything. It sucks that you can't go to a movie now. Whoever thought we'd see the day where, hey, guess what? You can't go to a movie. Oh, we'll go to the other theater. Well, guess what? No theaters are taking people. We got to wait and see what happens. I mean, it's cool to see stuff at home. I get it. But I miss just going in and getting that crazy sound and the graphics and putting on the 3D glasses and being like, what's going to happen with Robert Downey Jr.'s character here? What's going to go down with, uh, you know, but I mean, it. I miss it, man. I miss it. Yeah, there's nothing like it. No. There's nothing like it. Like with that fresh popcorn in your mouth and, you know, <laughs> the big screen in front Honestly. of you and the sound. And, yeah, it's amazing. So hopefully uh, we're over this thing sooner than later. Who knows? Because we're not fortune tellers. But uh, a lot of right. lot of cool projects in the works that are happening. And um, I'm going to leave you with this because we didn't talk comics a lot. But there was a comic back in the day. It was a limited run series. And I really, really hope that it becomes some sort of uh, series, whether it's TV or whether it's um, uh, a movie. But there was a comic called Bayou Billy. So as in, oh. as in a guy that's on the bayou, that's on the, you know what I mean? Like just in the swamps and whatnot. Yeah. It was called Bayou Billy. And reading that as a kid, I was like, wow. I was really trying to imagine what they would do with it. And then nothing ever happened. You know what I mean? <sighs> but it was such a cool series of comics that maybe somebody will take a chance on down the line it was just really cool just his kind of daily adventures and all that kind of stuff great so yeah, look, look that up when you get a second tell your comic book friends and get some opinions on that yeah go to go to your local comic shop and support them especially after what's going on hell right yeah now, the hell pandemic. yeah 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 they'll need some help <laughs> Um, so that's it for Let's Speak Geek. Thank you so much, Ara, for coming on. No problem, man. I had a pleasure doing it, dude. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll chat again down the line sometime. But uh, I just want to say, too, man, proud of you, man. I remember you as an intern at the radio yeah. station that I was working at, you know, 10, 11 years ago. And, uh, you know, you come a long way, man. Still a long way to go for both of us. But it's interesting to uh, catch up and, you know, see where we're at and what's next in the future, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I, I, I'm so glad I was able to do that job shadow with you because I think that spurred me on to doing audio and doing radio, perhaps radio and podcasting and journalism in general. So uh, thank you so much. No problem, man. Anybody that I can help introduce to you know, the, the field that's the biggest passion for me, dude, is, uh, is awesome. Like I, once in a while you hear that from people who are now working at different places, and it's cool because a lot of the time, man, when we were trying to get in the biz, people my age and in my ear, it was kind of tough to get in. You could shadow a few places, but, you know, it was really tough. Now it's a lot, uh, I wouldn't say easier, but accessible to try and get to different levels of, of the game. So, uh, you know, keep hustling that passion, man. Thanks so much. And uh, that's a good message to end off with. 
you can find me at uh, Panwell Writes on Twitter, and you can check out my video game show Active Quest, um, which is weekly and it's super fun. We have a lot of jokes there, and then you can also check out future episodes of this ep- this podcast, Let's Speak Geek. And uh, you can find my written work at sipreadrepeat.com and uh, switchwatch. Uh, where can people find you, Ara? Uh, it's all under the same handle. It's just The Ara Show, T-H-E-A-R-A-S-H-O-W, The Ara Show, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all there. Awesome. And remember, everyone, stay geeky.